Well, welcome to Do Not Listen to this podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Roger, and I. And why don't you introduce yourself? Let everybody know who you are. Sure. Hi, everybody. My name is uh, VJ Niles. I am a career and business strategist, and, and I help um, mid-career professionals kind of take themselves to the next level. And the thing I like about these kind of episodes, or I don't know VJ, so I'm just getting to meet her too on this. So she's just getting to meet me too. So this is one of those great like episodes where we can, as we become lifelong friends, we can come back and listen to our first conversation and see where yes, it all yes. begins. I we look are, forward to that. <laughs> uh, I'd like to remind everybody, uh, don't forget to visit Do Not Listen to This Podcast to support the podcast. Half of your donations go to Feeding Stray Cats and Dogs. We are into the thousands now, and um, hopefully by the end of this year, we will get into the tens of thousands, um, but it's a fun little thing, and you can do that at the website. Let's talk. This episode, we're going to focus on business growth mm-hmm. because you have an MBA. Yes, I do. And I have an MBA. And but I will say this, I've learned more as an entrepreneur about business than I did getting my MBA. So I, I got my MBA after I was an entrepreneur. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I, I, I wanted to see what I had done right and what I had done stupidly. <laughs> I did it. And I also did it. I got it older. I was in my, I was, I'll be 58. And I was, I think 50, 50 something when I started it. And, um, I ended up getting an MBA finance. So I'm one of the few with MBA finance and comedy writer on their resume. So I can speak both languages, but I did nice, it mainly nice. as Alzheimer's prevention uh, to, to go back to school. That was my, it was not to get, and then also, you know, as I like probably like you, people like to make fun of us having degrees and I'm like, well, go get one. Right. Right. Yeah. So t- talk well, about- for me, it was interesting. I went and got an MBA. God, when did I get my MBA? I got my MBA in 05. Mm-hmm. So I've had it for quite some time. Yeah, that's, and that's- for me, um, I always school. knew I wanted to be. Yeah, I'm old school. I'm old school. Before it was like, it was hard to even find a part time program. There was yeah. like no online program. Oh, yeah. No, no, that you, you so had yeah, it when yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm old school yeah. with it. Yeah. You had a But I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So for me, I thought, you know what? This will just add to what I want to do. Right. You know, so just learn a few more things. But there are a lot of things that I realized that I've learned just because I am an entrepreneur. Like this, I'm actually on to my fourth business. So, Let's you know, I've done a lot of different things. I've pivoted. Um, I help other people do that. So definitely yeah. learned a lot. How did definitely you get, a lot. How did you get into being an entrepreneur? Let's let's start there. That started as a kid. Yeah, me, I, me too. I, you know, it's, it's, I used it's to genetic, right? It's genetic. Yeah. Right? You know, I used to sell candy. Um, I was actually in high school to sell candy. So I always had money in high school. I didn't get to be broke till I was a college kid. But throughout high school, like, I was always selling stuff. Uh Um, Then in my adult life, I think my first business was my candle business. Nope, Mm. that's not true. I had a printing printing business for a while. I used to make business cards, brochures, that type of thing. Um, but then I had a, a mm. candle business that I used for to the kids listening for the kids listening Google business cards that you'll that you'll understand <laughs> what I don't want you to get lost in the okay go ahead so right, right. okay go. brochures too yeah Google brochures Google that kind of stuff because we yes, can't yes. get into the detail it takes too long to no 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 yeah no no that and that was using like print shop that was before Photoshop even existed Google print shop Google printing yes, Google yes. Google photos <laughs> Google twenty four hour processing film processing all that yes. Stuff. Yes, yes, yes. That's funny. So, I, um, but my mom and I used to sell candles and floral arrangements at like craft fairs. Oh, that's great. So, um, and the one thing I could say, like my mom taught me really good customer service. My oh. mother talked to 
everybody. She used to be a mail carrier in our town. So uh -huh. we'd go to the supermarket and she just knew everybody, right? If she didn't know your name, she knew your address because she delivered your mail. So right. I always saw her talking to people, but I would notice even if somebody didn't buy from us, she was still very pleasant, you know, sometimes very important, re really critical, yeah, you know, just yeah. to kind of build that, you know, yeah. so sometimes she'd just be standing there and talking to like, you know, say there was like an, an older person who, you know, probably just got out for the week and went to the right. fair. Right. Um, and she might offer them a chair to sit down in while, you know, if a husband was waiting for his I wife. Like your mom. I like that, you know, from this yeah. story. I like your mom. Yeah, she was she was great. She really was. Did you ever um, did you so, ever get mad at her for treating people better than she treated you? Uh, at the every now and there? then, but not really. Okay, good. I just every now and then, you know, because you're like, mom, but how come you don't? Part, she was yeah, great. How come you don't treat yeah. me like that at you know at home? <laughs> why why am I not getting this customer service? No, she was pretty good at it. Um, sometimes she would go for they used to call her walkabout because she'd be like, "Oh, I'll be right back," yep. and then she'd be gone for like an hour and a half. Yeah, right. Good. And she has like talked to everybody, and I'm like waiting for her to come back because I just need to go to the bathroom or something. Mm -hmm. But I learned a lot about like customer service from that. Um, then let's see, I used to own the summer camp, um, and then I used to do recruiting, and mm -hmm. which transitioned into uh, career development, which is talk, the talk job. About recruiting is such a, I mean. It's such a brutal industry. I, mean, I don't know why and, any. I'm going to tell you. I don't know why anybody would do it. It, you know I, what? it, it seems it, to it me like it would be mind. soul. It seems to me like it would be soul sucking, because sometimes it is and yeah. sometimes it isn't. I think it really depends on the industry. So when yeah. I so I transition even my career four times. Four is like my magic number, right? Okay. Four careers, four businesses. I was born in April. My birthday actually was uh, about a week and a half ago. So Happy eight, four is my number. Thank okay. you. So. I fell into HR as a career. That was my last career change before I went full-time as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I remember having a day where I was really ready to go off on one of my coworkers because they were just pissing me off, just making my life miserable. Mm -hmm. And my phone rang and it was a call from a client who was like, oh my God, Ms. Niles, I got the job. Thank you so much for referring me. And like that level of appreciation mm. was something I never felt in my other careers. And I also right. have an IT background, you know, so yeah, it's nice to jiggle the cord and get somebody's computer working and feel like the IT goddess, but right. it was a different feeling on the recruitment side. But when I did more recruiting, it just got to be so irritating and frustrating, right? right. From, from every side, you know, the, it's the a no win. It's a no win deal. It's a, it's a no win yeah. deal. And it's just, it's such a broken process and, and every yeah. side's complaining, but nobody's solving the problems, right? right. You got everybody's, Everybody ghosts on all three sides, right? right? Candidates complain that they don't hear from recruiters or companies, but they ghost as well. Oh, yeah. No, I think you know? See, I, what's funny about ghosting, it doesn't bother me as much as it, as it used to because I, I kind of realized that it's always been there. It's just with social media or email, it's trackable, right? Yes. Like there's, you know, like if you think about it before all this stuff, when people didn't like get in touch with us or call us on a landline, that was ghosting. It happened a lot. Yeah. There just wasn't a paper trail. Of it. There wasn't like right. a last message that you said. Like this is what cracks me up is when you when somebody ghosts you, especially in a DM chat, and then they come back like months later to ask you for something. Yep. And, it's, and it's like you do look above. You do realize <laughs> that you have not talked to me in three months, and now you're just asking right. me for something. So you know how's right. your, you know right. it's it's funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like the frustrating part. But I mean, also like there's so many more people out there now. You know that are that are job hunting, that are starting businesses. Like you know our population has grown. So right. of course now, like instead of getting 
let's say if I posted a job, I used to get like, let's say 75 applicants for like one job posting. That sure. 75 is now like 450. Yeah. It's impossible to, oh. I mean, it's, it's and so it's really funny when people, when people say, I would be horrible. I mean, I would be so bad. Everybody would hate me because if they would say, why didn't you get back to me one too many times? I would say, well, look, doofus, the job is here and you're there and I'm not bringing you here. So no, that's why I didn't get back to you. You know, if you can't right, read, right. I'd be, I'd be so horrible. I'd be now I, that might actually turn into a great recruiting firm. It might be just the way to have the top recruiting firm of, you know, it's like, are, I would have a standard, you know, are you stupid? Are you, <laughs> are you stupid? Let me just get on hold. I would be horrible. Um, yeah, no, it is. It was, it was, it was an interesting thing, but it was a good experience. Sure. You know, kind of learning all that, which makes it a lot better when I need to like interview. You know, like I'm looking for a new VA. So as I'm interviewing people, um, I definitely you have know what you know what you know. I know what I'm looking for. I know the red fast. flag. Right. Yeah. So that in that regards, um, that was good. But I really realized after especially trying to recruit in IT and everybody looking for a freaking unicorn driving me nuts. Right. Um, I really like the career development side. I really liked helping people strategize how to get to their next how to, step. How to make their own moves. And so that's kind how of what I, that's great. So what, um, so this, this reinvention is how many years old? Uh, three. Okay. This last one. So, you know, you know, with startups, the magic number is 18 months. If you make it through 18 months, you're probably going to make it. So congratulations. And everybody, it was definitely slow in the transition, um, especially because like, you know, my mom, my mom actually passed away three years ago and I had just did a rebrand thing like right before she passed. So then it was like dealing with the grief, trying to get everything back. It's always a horrible time to rebrand. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it was like literally like a month and a half before I rebranded right before she passed. I was like, Oh, okay. So that's not good. 2018 was pretty much shot for me. So I did more in 2019. And then last year was really good. Um, and it's just knowing like what your gift is and how you serve people. Right. And so learning all of that customer service, like I feel like I've, I've gotten better at that. Like that's yeah. something I think how long you're in business, you can always improve your customer service. Well, so what advice would you, what would be your key three pieces of advice that you would give people when it comes to growing their business? Definitely always look at your customer service, look at, you know, your client experience, make sure that is something that is evolving and impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm going to add to that because sure. on our consulting side, we also are on this issue here that um, if you want to increase your sales, increase your customer service. Yes. Uh, fire definitely. your salespeople and get better customer service people and you're going to do much better growth. Um, definitely, so. definitely. I, I totally um, am on board with that one. What's the second one? Let's see. I would say really work more on your brand on like videos, you know, putting yourself out there. I know for, I think this is a generational thing. Like I'm a Gen Xer and for Xers, for Boomer, since we didn't have like the social media platforms growing up for us, our business brands was all about the business where it wasn't so much us, right? Like we weren't afraid of corporations or building a business that we wanted to be like a big thing. Mm-hmm. So if, if you have that type of mindset, especially if you've been in corporate for a long time and you're transitioning out, you might not be comfortable being the face of your brand, right? You might want to be like, no, 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 but you know, like my business isn't my name. It's got a different name. It's not about me, but sometimes you do have to make it a little bit about you and make sure that you're, you know, you raise your visibility yeah, and make sure people know what's going on with your brand. 
I think people have to understand that, you know, it's on them to get the message out there of what they do. It's not, yes. it's not, you know, uh, it's not going to magically happen. Um, and, you know, if they and, not, have, and just paid ads isn't enough either. Like people no, kind of want to know. Paid ads don't, they don't work. For, for most people, to be honest with you. I mean, paid ads are great for big, giant corporations that need to um, burn some of the cash because they, you know, need to hide some money. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea, you know, and now, you know, it was different a few years ago. You could have built a business off of paid ads, but now you, you can't because there's just too many people uh, doing it. Um, right. Okay. Right. And what would, what would your third thing be? Oh, the third thing would be don't be afraid to take risk. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. I mean, you got to take risk. You can't <laughs> be a business owner and, and not take risk and live yeah. in the fear and the what if. There's no perfect time. Stop waiting for like the universe to align for this, that. It'll never happen. Yeah. You just have to just do it. Yeah. You know, a lot of that is so funny. It's like I, I think you're spot on here because I think trying to get people to understand, like, look, you are better off putting 10 things into play that fail because the 11th one is going to succeed. Yes. Um, and and uh, my one of my best mentors, he gave me a great thing. He said, you know, Roger, I, after I had, because I'd had so many successes, when I had my first real failure, it really hit me hard. And I, mm -hmm. took, it per, I took it personal. And he pulled me aside. He said, look, Roger, he said, I'm going to tell you something. He goes, and he'd known me a long time. He said, we take the exact same actions to succeed that we do to fail. The problem is, the problem is we only learn from our failures. We, True. We, we never know what we did right in the success thing, or if we did anything right, maybe it was just timing and stuff like that. So, right. yeah, right. I, but yeah, I think you're right. And I think that the last two, you know, the promoting yourself and putting yourself out there is really important because, um, you're going to look stupid for most people. I, we, I mean, I started out as a kid actor, so it's not hard for me, but for most people, you're going to look stupid for a right. lot longer than you're going to look good. Cause you need all of that. You need all of that stupidity to get to a point where you understand what your point of view is. And once yes. you understand what your point of view is, then you can kind of, you can go all in on it but it takes time you know, that doesn't happen in a day or two right i think we're so afraid to fail right and, oh and, yeah but that's where that's where the lessons are learned you know or like you know i remember a friend asked me about videos and she's like i know you're doing a lot of videos you know what kind of equipment are you using i'm like my phone and mm -hmm. some headphones because she's like what mic do you have and with this and it's like you don't <laughs> have to start with some professional studio i got yeah. a good pair of headphones i got a good phone that's where i started i now have a ring light yeah. You know, like then you add on to it slowly, but yeah, and and, you know, and it doesn't have to be this full blown production. Like I'm not NBC. That's you know? right. I mean, what I like to say to people when they start to ask about equipment, as I, I like to say, look, if you're asking about equipment, just stop now, because it, you're there's not there's no magic equipment, and you know, and, and right. you're right. You just it it's a, now the phone cameras are just as good as if you had a real. You know, it's so just do it. Right, just do it. Even with you going live, you know, like when I started going live on LinkedIn and mm -hmm. I'm using StreamYard and I just had like the basic little banner that StreamYard gave you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'll add something later. And um, right. 
one of my good friends is like a video media specialist. He's also mm-hmm. my photographer, videographer. He's great at that stuff. And he saw one episode, which was probably like my sixth or seventh episode, mm-hmm. that he was actually home to watch it. And I got a message from him that was like, hit me up as soon as you're done. <laughs> oh, okay. Mr. Mr. I'm going to help you out because you have great hair. That's what he is. That's my, yeah, but, that's my you know, nickname for him. She does, by the way, have great hair. I know you're not seeing oh, thank this, you, thank you. but she does have great hair. So yeah. yeah, but he's great at that. Like he, like as soon as I hung up, you know, I got off my live. He, I he video called him. You know, I, I messaged him and he's like, "I'm a video call you." I'm like, "Okay." And I'm like, "What's okay. going on?" And he, you know, he already had my background set up. He helped me put up a new banner. Like, but I didn't have that in the beginning. Yeah, I know. Okay. That's uh, you know, people you are know. kind of people are wired to help, especially when people are coming in right. new. Um, right. So, so what's been the most interesting business growth story you have? Ooh, the most interesting business growth story. That's a good question. Um, That's why I'm the host of the podcast. I ask the tough, good questions. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no, I think I, I, I realized I took myself as far as I could, and then I got help. And I think okay. that's how you really grow your business. At yeah. some point, you got to get a coach. You can only take yourself but so far. You know what, you know, you got to have like the right support system. You have to have people in your circle who are doing what you're doing or want to yeah. do and that they're past you. So you know what's your next level look like and you know, how to get there. You're hitting on a really funny topic because I have this conversation a lot with consulting clients. It's like, look, I know, it's like what I say to them most of the time is like, I know you think that your business problem is unique and special and difficult and impossible but i gotta tell you something i've solved that a thousand times so i can do that's not an issue it's not you know you're stuck on it because you're you know i I like to say you know businesses are as sick as their secrets Mm. you know so it's like if, if if the secret is you don't know what you're doing just say you don't know what you're doing and then people will help you you know right the people are wired to help but if you don't know what you're doing and then you act like you know what you're doing, well, you know, right. you know, it's not going to But you know what? Yeah. I think a lot of times you don't know what you don't know. Well, that's right. right? You, you don't know. So, yeah. um, I mean, I've worked with two different coaches, two amazing coaches. And mm-hmm. um, like one really helped me narrow down my messaging a bit for my speaking side of my business. Right. I was mm-hmm. like, I want to do more speaking engagements. I have been speaking for years with, you know, out getting paid without even realizing before I even shifted into this business, I had right. been speaking from like not-for-profit work I did and such. Sure. Um, but she really helped me craft a really good message, which was helpful, you know, and yeah. helped give me a little bit more direction and some more strategy. My other coach definitely helped with some of the mindset work and with also a different strategy for something else. Right. And like, I knew who was good for what, Right. And, you know, you work with different people and you have to understand, like, you don't have to be a carbon copy of this person. That's correct. It's like a recipe, right? You get a recipe for a cake and let's say you want extra vanilla in your cake. So you throw in extra vanilla, you know, oh, you know what? I want it to have more chocolate. I don't I want less chocolate. I want to make this a marble cake, whatever you want to do. You have a base recipe for a basic cake and then you add to it. So I feel like when you work with people, it's like getting these recipes, you know, you're getting more ingredients and then you make your recipe. That's very good. So when you're working with the people on the career side, right, mm-hmm. when they're trying to reposition themselves, and that's kind of them being a startup business, you know, they're going to start mm-hmm. a job. What do you see as the most common mistakes? What are the things that people do to hurt themselves and they don't realize they're hurting themselves? They don't network. 
Mm. Network is, networking is crucial for your career and your business. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people aren't taught how to network. And it's so sad to me when I have clients who are in their 50s who don't have a network to tap into. Mm. Because all they've done is gone to work every single day and gone home. And they, mm. you know, they connect with like three people or it's just cousin Larry and neighbor this one. Like they don't have a network. People right. think that they only need to network if they're job hunting. But you want to constantly be networking because that's how you find clients, right? Yeah. That's how you find your next opportunity. Right. And for something like a third of my clients, we're working on strategies for them to exit being employees to be entrepreneurs. Like they already have a business going. So we're trying to grow their business to a good point. So, you know, they're on like a two year trajectory to be like, okay, now I have a plan in place. I want to grow my business out more so I can leave my job. Mm -hmm. But it's easier to do that when you have a network, when you can reach out to people and they're like, oh, hey, well, hey, Roger, what's going on with you now? And you're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm moving into consulting and I'm looking to do more of this. And they're like, oh, what kind of clients are you looking for? What right. kind of work are you doing? Let me introduce right. you to some people. Yeah, that's, that's so right. much easier if you already have a network, if you're already contacting people as opposed to waiting. No, I think that's right. What, what other mistakes do you think they make? Um, a lot of people have shrunk themselves. Um, mm. So, and for that, some of that actually is because of microaggressions at work. Some of that is because oh, yeah. you're dealing with bias. You know, like I deal with a, a wide range of people. Most of my clients are mid-career professionals. So they're like Gen Xers and boomers, but right. I deal with both men and women, every nationality. So I've seen the people who have had to shrink at work because of other people's biases. So yeah. they're like, you know, they're getting hit with microaggressions every day that they stop talking and they've lost their voice. Yeah, the biases so for are- them to help them find their voice again you know, and, and raise the visibility. You're bringing up a really great topic about biases because I think that's really the issue for so many people is that, you know, biases, everybody has them, right? Everybody, even the people that, I mean, I, and we do a lot of bias. I mean, I have bias, you know, we have whatever biases. It's once you are aware of the bias, then the bias doesn't have any power over you anymore. It's not, right. it's not helping right. you make these subconscious choices, right? But, you know, men are going to have male biases. Women are going to have female biases. You know, you know uh, everything, you know, where you're from, all that stuff. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. So I think what happens is, is, is everybody in the beginning, it takes it personal. I mean, I know I did. I mean, my, you know, when mm -hmm. people were uh, not wanting to take me serious because I was young, that was, uh, you know, that yep. was that, you know, that was, I mean, in the scheme of things, it wasn't the, the, the biggest hurdle for somebody to jump over, but for me, it was a hurdle to jump over. Right. And you just have to learn how to either call people out on their biases in, in, in a healthy way. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people are not, they're not aware. They're not even, they're clueless, you know, completely clueless. And, and so it's like, <laughs> sometimes if you, if you just pop their denial bubble, you, you can make a best friend. And then, and then the other good thing is that if you pop the, if you go to pop the denial bubble and you find out they're not in denial, they're just a jerk. Yep. That, then it's a great time to walk away from that relationship. It's like, well, okay, that person is exactly. a jerk. So I'm, I'm out of here. So. Yes. Yes, it, it definitely. I mean, so many people don't realize, uh, I remember I sat on a panel once for uh, the QS MBA tour and it was for like women getting their MBAs. Right. Uh -huh. And it was funny because it was a lot of admissions reps on there and I was working for a school, but I was actually there for some as um, part of the National Association of Women MBAs. Uh -huh. I was the only MBA on the panel, which oh, I thought was funny. quite funny. That's funny. That's I was like, story. how am I? I was like, you got, I'm like, you got an MBA, right? They're like, no. I'm like, you got an MBA. They're like, no. And there's six of us on the panel. And I'm like, how am I the only MBA on this panel right. for women and women MBAs? But OK. Um, 
And one of the ladies had a question. I can't remember what her question was, but I know well, it was a lot about hitting bias as a woman, right. you know, going into the workplace. Like, I know I'm going to get this treatment or that yeah. treatment. And I'm like, why are you already putting that out there? You're yeah. putting that energy out there. Right. I said, not everywhere you work, you're going to hit, you know, a lot of these issues. I mean, if you're in a male dominated field, then yeah, you might hit them. But if you're not in a male dominated field, why do you think you're already going to get discrimination because you're a woman? Yeah. Like you've already put that like bias on yourself. Right. And I've worked in male dominated fields. You know, I've been the only woman in the room. I've been the yeah. only black person in the room. I've been the only black woman around. Like I've, I've been in all of those circumstances, but for me, I never went in going, they're not going to like me because I'm a black woman. Right. Right. Now, am I going to deal with some mi microaggressions depending on where I'm going? Oh, yeah. Oh, for, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. No. I knew that. But I mean, I have, I also went to school. I had a very unique background going to school where I went to school where everybody looked like me, but I lived in a neighborhood where people didn't. Then mm. I moved to a neighborhood where people looked like me. And then I went to a school where nobody looked like me. So, and then I went to a school that was mixed. So I've been in all black, all white and mixed environments. That's, so, it's, very, it's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's like really seeing the and that's real for me where the networking came in because black and brown people, people of color, we're not taught how to network at the rate of our white counterparts. It's completely different. Yeah, it's a different thing, right? And also completely too, different. it's also it's probably harder because it's not nurtured as much, right? Yes, it's a little harder. It's thought of sometimes as the hookup, and it's like it's not the hookup, right? So for my clients, some of my clients, I'm teaching them past that point of it's not the hookup and how to really network and make meaningful relationships i have some their issue isn't cultural it's just they're an introvert so getting introverts right. to network right so i help a lot of introverts yeah. figure out how to network and how to be comfortable with it i'm like stop hiding behind that label like i hate when people start out with oh but i'm an introvert or oh yeah. i'm a, i don't care like i don't care if you have polka dots if you have stripes i don't care you know, like there's still things that you can well, do to move yourself and, forward. And the irony is, you know, the irony is most introverts aren't really as introverted as they think they are. I mean, if, if you can say you're an introvert, you're not introverted. <laughs> you, you're just saying, well, I think, you know what? You're just saying, Somebody I don't have social skills. You're just saying, I don't have right. social skills. <laughs> well, a lot of people hide behind like shy and automatically say that they're an introvert. I mean, I was a shy kid, but yeah. I've always been an extrovert. Right. Yeah. But then at times I don't want to be bothered with anybody. Leave me alone. I want to yeah. just be to myself. Yeah. So I'm like, it's all about protecting your energy. Yeah. So protect your energy, you know? So I teach them how to do that. That's great. Um, but for a lot of people, it's like really getting past their own biases, networking, and then raising their visibility. That's great. Because you can be the best at something, but if nobody knows it, then what? Yeah, that's right. It's like, you're the only one that knows that and you can't be your customer. Unless, right. unless you're a trust fund baby and then you're good to go. <laughs> so what would you want people to take away that have listened to the podcast this far, you know, that made it, they made it, what would you want them to take away from, I would say your, your message, move a little past your comfort zone mm. so that you can grow. Don't be afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to network and use your voice. Mm -hmm. You have one. Don't let, you know, don't, don't shrink yourself anymore. Cause I feel like a lot of people, just get to a certain age and feel like, well, I can't anymore because I'm too old. You're not too old. You're not too young. You don't have too many stripes. You don't have too many polka dots. Like you can do it. Yeah. You just really got to kind of focus in on what you want to do and not be afraid to fail and well, then fail faster. What a great message. And thanks for coming on the show.
Yeah, thank you for having me, Roger. My pleasure.